See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch Top Gun Maverick on Paramount+. Plus. If that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Welcome to Cedar Screw. My name is TJ Davis. He, him pronouns alongside. I am Emily Schick and my pronouns are she and her. And I'm Dan Murphy and my pronouns are he and him. And we are about to enter into. Damn it, Emily. Danger zone. (laughs) I guess that worked. Yeah, Yeah. that's fine. (laughs) Good enough. (laughs) All right. This is our first episode of Oscar bait. And we are going to talk about a certain movie that you already heard at the top of it because we give a spoiler warning, uh, but a certain movie that was Oscar nominated in five different categories. It was Oscar nominated in Best Sound, Best Film Editing, Best Visual Effects, Best Adapted Screenplay, and for some fucking reason, Best Picture. I thought it had Best Song. Did it? Oh, no, I thought it had best song as well. Yeah. Oh, me Googling the Academy Award noms for oh, it. Oh, it's nominated it for six. Sound. You said five. So, yeah, it was nominated for six. So this, the one that we're missing is is best song. Okay. 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 Yeah, you're totally right. It totally has a Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga song. Oscar bait song in it. Yeah. That's yeah. not going to win. So, um... <laughs> But, hey, we'll get to see it performed at the Oscars. Well... You'll get to see it performed at the Oscars, Dan, because I don't fucking watch them. I mean, yeah, I why the hell would I do that watch to myself? Them. Like, I mean, it honestly, I care more about the results than most of the like presenting things. If anything interesting happens, I can just watch it on YouTube later. So, yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, I, I might watch them again for. Uh... We're not going to get another slap this year, so... Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the thing that it's like... I kind of wish I'd seen that in context and live um, instead of, like, what happened? Huh? Oh. And just being very confused and watching clips of it later. Um, uh, but I, well, but like, you, I think you, you were going to be very out, confused right? no matter what, yeah. so... Well, the, the what yeah. was, you know, uh, fucking Jada Pinkett Smith has alopecia and uh, fucking Chris Rock made a gi jane joke about her and will smith did not take it well well he took it interestingly um because he did seem to initially laugh at it and then he realized that jada smith, Pinkett smith was mad about the joke and then he slapped chris rock that's kind yes. of how things looked like they happened but yeah more or less <laughs> but yeah so it's I mean, well, I don't think that Will Smith was actually listening and then realized that Jada was upset about it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a complicated situation. Apparently, Will Smith won an NAACP award, I think, last uh, yes for week. emancipation. So, so like there, there's definitely people out there who have forgiven him, but uh, he's still banned from the Oscars, as far as I know. So. Well, well, probably for, only temporarily. Yeah, yeah, for for nine more years after this, after two yeah. weeks from now. I mean, we can okay, have now. whatever. Like, the Oscars have been getting less and less. Uh, well, it's because they keep on over the years. Yeah, because they keep on on nominating movies that people don't actually watch. Though, I mean, that's a big part of probably why this was nominated. But because yeah, like, I was going to say they're, they're, the trying to draw, greatest... they're trying to draw. They're trying to draw a younger crowd by nominating. Top Gun Maverick for best fucking picture, which is no, why no, no, we're no, talking no. about this on Oscar bait because 
why it's so why, weird why would the okay no i i can tell you exactly why because this is this is it's not a, a nomination movie. it's not this is not the it nomination for Oscar bait it's not a biopic no it's not it's not a, it's not a nomination for the young about the younger people this is a nomination because this is like porn for boomer guys yeah, yeah this, no, this, this, well i mean i think that did this come out right around father's day like that was that was kind of the joke it was like yeah Probably, it came yeah. Like two three oh, weeks yeah. ahead of father's day it was just like this is the movie you take your dad to see because you don't know how to have conversations with him and he likes america and the military and stuff <laughs> yeah except <laughs> when you're gonna have this awkward situation where you're dad repeatedly gets a boner <laughs> come uh, on there's so many sequences in this movie where i'm like yep all like sitting in a theater all the boomer guys all just got hard again it doesn't have the weird or like like this one doesn't have the weird like homosexual undertones nearly as heavily as the original no it like, doesn't the original has like way more homoerotic uh, overviews that like yeah, i mean like that's not Th a problem. This, this doesn't like, have the, the whole closest, Tom Cruise closest. and Goose relationship in it. Like, yeah, the closest. Well, this is much more like father and sons. Yeah, this is totally is. father and son. And it's just like, well, again, Father's Day bait. Like, Yeah. All right. So Eat before we get into the movie, let's get into the movie. Dan. I pass oh. it off to you this time. No, I'm doing the summary. So, yeah. So once again, we're just reading Wikipedia, but... Uh, more than 30 years after graduating from Top Gun, United States Naval Navy Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell is a test pilot. Like, I, I love how they play up the fact that he's still a freaking captain. Like, yeah, he's pretty funny. He's but he chooses too, not to be because yeah, he's, he's such a loose more, gun. Yeah, loose yeah. Gun. There we yeah, go. despite many achievements, reported, repeated in subordination has kept him from flag rank. His friend and former Top Gun rival, Admiral Tom Iceman Kazansky, now commander of the Pacific Fleet, often protects Maverick. Which, I mean, like, I get, I liked that they had this relationship here. So Yeah, you know, I did too. Um, Rear Admiral Chester Hammer Kane plans to cancel Maverick's <laughs> hypersonic Dark Star Scramjet program in favor of funding drones. To save the program, Maverick unilaterally changes the target speed for that day's test from Mach 9 to the final contract specification of Mach 10. However, the prototype is destroyed when it cannot resist pushing beyond Mach 10. Iceman again saves Maverick's career by assigning him to the Top Gun School at NAS North Island for his next assignment. And that sci-fi sci plot point is never mentioned again. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah, that whole, that whole, like, I totally forgot about this introductory, like, sequence of him destroying that uh, jet. Because, I mean, like, him destroying the other jet, which is way less expensive by comparison, and later on is, like, mu a much bigger deal to the plot. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, uh, but Kane tells Maverick that the air of the crude fighter aircraft will soon be over. Um, again, not really addressed by the plot later on, which nope. is interesting. Totally forgotten. Totally, totally forgotten. forgotten. <laughs> yep. Um, the Navy has been tasked with destroying an unsanctioned uranium enrichment plant located in an underground bunker at the end of a canyon before it becomes operational. 
kind of like a Death Star. <laughs> yeah, it is. Specified area, because this movie is essentially the new hope from the perspective of Obi-Wan instead of Luke Skywalker. Yeah, uh, basically. I don't know if it's that, but I mean, at the also, same time, I just... totally not Russia. Yeah, well, yeah, it's totally not that. North Korea. They're they're very keen on ba- well, making it clear it's, that this Russia. is a... It's, it's Russia. A, it's a non-NATO-aligned enemy, and therefore... It's Russia. It's left ambiguous no, it, whether it's in very specifically but with pine trees. It's no. very specifically left yeah. ambiguous. It is very, very specifically left ambiguous. It is, but there are only people. And we can sell there... more tickets around the world, right? I mean, but there's it, there's also only so many places that have like snow and pine trees. I mean, yeah. North Korea ne- and Russia water. both work fairly well geographically. Um, but because it's not specifically it, either because you still no, make money off of at least Russia. Do they yeah. have forests like that in North Korea? They yeah. could. I have. I'm pretty they're, sure they're they far do. enough north. They're Are far they? enough they north have. that they do. Yeah. I mean, in depending on when they attack. I mean, basically, the the film lays out that this is launched from the Pacific Fleet. Um, as I'm reading this, yes. um, yeah. But you know, obviously, Russia and hell, Russia, China, and North Korea all are. You know, oh, Pacific. yeah, China. It could be China. Too. Could China. Be China. Like, does China have a Pacific China. coast? I mean, yeah, China. Yeah, has, they do have a little. Absolutely bit of has a Pacific yeah. coast. It's yeah. just the problem is you need to get into the Bay of Korea before you get to geography that would look all that similar to. Oh, what the I was thinking is. farther north than that, but yeah, yeah. it would be down yeah. there. So more yeah. likely than not, it's North Korea. Although it's not North Korea, it's no one in yeah. specific, specific. No, it's it's very non. They also have because I mean, like that's the thing is like the Russian, the Russian base would be would be over the Arctic Ocean, which I'm not sure which fleet would have jurisdiction. It'd probably be the Atlantic fleet, though. So, mm. um, but anyway. Anyway, as we said, they very specifically do not choose an enemy, which I think is kind of awesome. Yes, um, I agree. It is well, defended by surface... like the first one, which is specifically Russia. Like they're, yeah. they're fighting MIGs. If they're not fighting Russia, they're fighting. Well, you know, it was the USSR, yeah, not Russia. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing yeah. is we can talk about like the fighter, the fighter jets that the enemy has. Again, suggest North Korea because it's kind of cobbled together. But from my understanding. The Russian fleet's pretty cobbled together too. So um, yeah, no, not at all. All praise to Mother Russia and Grandpappy <laughs> Putin. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's defended by surface-to-air missiles, SAMs, GPS jammers, and fifth-generation Su-57 fighters, as well as older F-14 Tomcats. Maverick devises a plan employing two pairs of F-A-18EF super hornets armed with laser guided bombs but instead of participating in the strike he has to train an elite group of top gun graduates assembled by air boss vice admiral Bo cyclone simpson i always love how like the the, the like admirals still keep their freaking ridiculous nip, nicknames so yeah it's great especially coming like so i had an, i have an uncle who was a like f-16 fighter pilot for uh for the uh air force or f-15 i forget which one air force is but like each of them have their own f's um but like anybody he knows from his days in the service or even still communicates from service days now like they go by call sign yeah that doesn't yeah that part doesn't surprise me 
Like anyway, it, a little bit of realism in there. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's fair. I mean, I just think it's. Well, I mean, really, it's just like yeah, within their system, they're going to go by their call signs. Whereas, like, yeah, from someone on the outside or even just a different branch of the military, they're probably be going by their names. But um, but this oh, is strictly all. Yeah, this is strictly all Navy people. So uh, Maverick dogfights with his skeptical students and prevails in every contest, winning their respect. Lieutenant no. Jake. He, he doesn't what? win their respect then. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, he, yeah. He, he, really he wins their, their respect. respect until later. He, yeah, he would. He, well, they but, like then, his stupid, they like his stupid dual football game. <laughs> yeah. Let's make them a team. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lieutenants Jake Hangman Saracen and Bradley Rooster Bradshaw, son of Maverick's dead best friend and RIO Nick Goose Bradshaw, clash. Rooster dislikes Hangman's cavalier attitude, while Hangman criticizes Rooster's cautious flying. Maverick <laughs> reunites with former girlfriend Penny Benjamin, uh, to whom he reveals that he promised Rooster's dying mother that Rooster would not become a pilot. Rooster, unaware of the promise, angrily resents Maverick for dropping his Naval Academy application, impeding his military career, and blames him for his father's death. Also, Maverick, not, not dying, dead mother. Yes, so she, she died sometime around the time that Miles Teller was. Yeah, but uh, but he made the to promise attack. to her as she was dying. Yeah, like, yes. that's, okay. that's what this sentence right. is saying. Yeah. Uh, Maverick is reluctant to further interfere with Rooster's career, but the alternative is to send him to the extreme on the extremely dangerous mission. He tells his doubts to Iceman, who has terminal throat cancer. Iceman advises that it's time to let go. And reassures him that both the Navy and Rooster need Maverick. Need uh, Maverick. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, rad ass cameo. Uh, like, yeah. I'm so happy that, like, yeah, it sucks that they fridged Meg Ryan, but I'm so happy that Val Kilmer came out of retirement and, like, even taxed his voice because that's sort of the extent of his vocal range voice now yeah. yeah yeah no i mean i guess he's he's trying he's he, he wants to do more of a acting comeback but i guess they're trying to like reconstruct his voice to like digitally insert it after the fact i guess is the plan oh, for future roles with him so okay like yeah that's gonna that be, would be really weird that'd be really weird i'm not sure how well it would work um, but there are definitely certain roles that it would work with. So I was gonna say, I wouldn't mean, it be better to just make him one of those guys who like has you know has no vocal cords? Like yeah, I mean still, be... you could still use those. I can't remember what they're called, but you can use those even when you still have them. Yeah, I don't or, know. Or I mean, even make him somebody who like you know mostly doesn't in, speak like, American <laughs> Sign Language. Yeah, yeah. Like I can um, see him. Uh, man, there's there's like a. Uh, or like Stephen Hawking style. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that was one of the things that I like the way that they presented his character is like, like most of his dialogue is is typed and then he talks later on. Like, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I yeah. think that, was great. that worked. Um, anyway, back to the summary. After Iceman dies, Cyclone removes Maverick as instructor following a training incident in which an FA-18F is lost. Cyclone relaxes the mission parameters so they are easier to execute, but make escape much more difficult. During Cyclone's announcement, Maverick makes an unauthorized flight through the course with his 
preferred parameters, proving that it can be done. Cyclone reluctantly appoints Maverick as team leader. Which is, like, uh, hilarious and horrible. Like, I, I get, like, how are they supposed to do it if not if you're only trying to tell them to do it and nobody else can do it? And it's like, well, fuck you, I'm going to fucking do it. Whereas well, like, I mean, I just, the Cyclone's answer to this is like, well, I'm going to send you on a kamikaze mission. You don't know it's yeah. a kamikaze mission, but it's a kamikaze mission. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the thing is it's like the cadets are really dumb because I don't think they figured out that it's just like, yeah, this is a kamikaze mission if you don't do this. And that's kind of why like Maverick's pushing them the way that they are. He is because it's just like, look, I want to get you out alive. This is the way you get out alive. Everything yeah. else they're telling me to do gets you out dead like um and you know i don't know it's his his it's so ridiculous that like this is the way that works because i feel like you know training them he probably should have flown the mission to begin with to show that it's possible because you know they could have yes. analyzed what areas yes. to accelerate <laughs> and decelerate and you know kind of really this pick apart what his flight route was uh, instead of trying to come up with it on their own but you're you expecting know, this movie to be logical none of this is no, particularly no. logical like or really it's yeah. like no 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 this is a pure this is pure uh you know, macho boomer, boomer masturbatory fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, this is just, it's, yeah, it's, it's Navy propaganda. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. We've got because, two yeah. paragraphs left. <laughs> yeah. Maverick fly, yeah. Maverick flies the lead FA-18E accompanied by a buddy lazing FA-18F down the phone by Lieutenant Natasha Phoenix Trace and WSO Lieutenant Robert Bob Floyd. I love his nickname. <laughs> love that call sign. <laughs> Rooster leads the so second. Good. Rooster leads the second strike pair, which includes Lieutenant Ruben Payback Fitch and WSO Lieutenant Mickey Fanboy Garcia. Like, ugh, I hate their fan their their call signs though. Um, uh, fun fact: Fanboy is hilarious. Um, they each got to call their they each got to make their own call sign. So that's right. why Robert is Bob. It's why Mickey is fanboy because he was a huge fan of the original movie. It's why Rooster is Rooster because. Uh, you know, it felt like it fit in with Goose and like uh -huh. he's sort of playing tribute to his father. Like each of the actors got to choose their call sign, which a I thought was like it. a neat addition. Yeah. He, and he got... honestly works for a lot of them, like especially oh. Hangman. Oh, Hangman's yeah. great. Like it's shocking that Hangman wasn't written in the script, honestly. Like, yeah, I... I'm, I'm sort of surprised by that. But yeah, each of the actors got to choose their call sign. Yeah, that's, that's rad. I mean, I. I wonder if it was Rooster because they wouldn't let him put cock on his helmet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think it is, doesn't seem that crass. Yeah, it needs to be but, something that tied back to Goose. So I know. I'm, but I did. Thanks for taking my joke way too seriously, guys. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I mean, you know, oh, but ultimately, yeah, things like like Robert Bob, like Bob as the call sign is hilarious because it just makes him look like a bigger nerd. So, oh yeah. Um, so, what do you want people to call you, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back. Uh, the four jets launch from an aircraft carrier and Tomahawk cruise missiles destroy the nearby airbase as they approach. The teams destroy the plant. But the Sams open fire during their escape, as anticipated. Rooster runs out of countermeasures, and Maverick sacrifices his plane to protect him. 
believing Maverick to be dead. The others are ordered back to the carrier, but Rooster returns to find that Maverick ejected and is being targeted by an MI-24 attack helicopter. So after handy. <laughs> after destroying the gunship, Rooster is shot down by a SAM and eject. I love how they have, like, the very specific types of, like, jets in this. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, they realize that, like, yeah, the people who watch this are, like... Strokes. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Did, we, did we even talk about Penny other than mentioning her? Because we haven't talked yeah, about we, any other scene that no. involves nope. her other than she's just also like really mentioning that she important. exists. Yeah, yeah, she's not. Uh, the two rendezvous and steal an F-14 from the damaged airbase because we needed to have a traditional F-14 in this film. Oh, uh, like as many Maverick other callbacks are in this movie. Like you needed yeah. to have like, all right, we're going to end off with him in an F-14 and Rooster in the goose position. Which yep. is for some reason fully fueled. Well, yeah, but they, like no, my, they, feel, my, my... they feel it like there's a whole sequence of them. Feeling oh, OK, it. yeah, That's no, what, they, that was what they that was pressurized or... the tanks. OK, I mean, I assume that so they it was were already sitting fueled. So like the way it is, is like air fuel mixture and like you need to excite the jet fuel to make it more. Uh, burn efficient. Busy. Yeah, it's spicy. <laughs> it's spicy. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, mean, there's that whole thing where they're spicy. There's that whole bit where they're hooking shit up to it. Like, like it's not completely ready to go. Well, um, no, they're only unhooking things. Like, no, uh, Tom th- Cruise, they Tom things Cruise. in, and then oh, they, they do. Them. Okay, yeah. all right. I missed yeah. the plug-in. I just saw Tom Cruise like flicking switches, pressing a button, and being like, "Pull the pins once I'm in." No, no, they they show up. They they put a bunch of hoses in, and then they do the whole okay. We need to like hide and hope nobody notices us for like fifteen minutes. And I was gonna say gonna fueling be- takes yeah. a while. Yeah, uh, because yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous how not noticed they are. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Like, uh, but anyway, uh, Maverick and Rooster destroy two intercepting SU. 57s, but a third attacks as they run out of ammunition and countermeasures. Hagman arrives in time to shoot it down, and the planes return safely. Later, Rooster helps Maverick work on his P-51 Mustang. Rooster looks at a photo of their mission success pinned alongside a photo of his late father and a young Maverick, as Penny and Maverick fly off in the P-51. Uh, fun fact, that is fucking Tom Cruise's P-51 Mustang. <laughs> nice. That's not terribly surprising. That's not that yeah. surprising. <laughs> well, I mean, like the motherfucker is like an adrenaline junkie, and I don't know how any of his movies get insured. I mean, they just think the, they the Church of Scientology them. does it for them. Yeah, I mean that's Probably. the thing. Is it's just like yeah, I mean Tom Cruise is rich enough that he just kind of self insures them because probably yeah, no uh, no company is willing to take it on so. But he just wants to do the stuff, which I have massive respect for. Like, mm-hmm. I, oh, man, I don't even know where to start with this movie because there's a lot to be said, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, but like, uh, you know, fuck it. Let's start off with uh, let's start off with director because the director, I've seen a bunch of his stuff. Um, Joseph Kosinski. Joseph Kosinski's first major film was Tron Legacy. And oh, fuck you all. Fuck you oh, all. Wow. <laughs> that I never saw that. Sequelizer. 
Like this should have been a Ugh. sequelizer if it wasn't so if it wasn't nominated for best picture. Maverick yeah. would have been a future sequelizer. That's why we're not focusing on Top Gun. Maybe we'll yeah, we'll at some point, but like probably not because I don't want to have to ever watch that movie again. Not that I hate that movie, but like I don't want to have to ever watch it again. Um, so like Joseph Kosinski, Tron Legacy, Oblivion, Maverick, <laughs> Spiderhead, another one called Only the Brave. That's the only one I don't know oh that's uh fucking yeah it's the firefighter crew that got caught in the like wildfire entirely surrounding them and then they all burned to death oh yeah <laughs> only happy things oh. here <laughs> uh but you know like i find him visually entertaining i think that personally though it's it's not a matter of like direction but when it comes down to it going back to uh oh, god damn it i thought i left that open going back to their oscar nominations the editing in this is really fucking good i mean the editing the script's decent i mean like basically it's just like it's a lot of just like it's fun it's goofy don't think too hard about it we're gonna move fast enough that you don't have to exactly yeah you'll reach a point Um, where your brain is entirely turned off and you can just sort of like sit back and be like oh yeah no i'm off the ride yeah no i mean like i you know the like it's so weird because it's just like so like it's a movie in which like the majority of it is a training sequence like reenacting like the kind of the kickoff to act three of just sort of like okay we've seen this action beat executed multiple times and now they're gonna do it for real (laughs) and of course they pull it off because we've watched them train it a million times and really it's just like the fun of it is like the rest of act three of them of like the ridiculousness of like the rescue and fighting you know trying to fight vastly superior jets with you know an outdated one and you know the ridiculous like hangman showing it up at the last second uh you know oh despite yeah the fact oh that yeah it's just like there should have been significant discussion about him launching his plane into the air like but but, but then honestly no from an editing standpoint I oh yeah from like an editing standpoint you absolutely like, don't do that you, you but like don't yeah. do that because you don't it's see, just like, like it's not the like last time the last yeah. time you see hangman you want to be him to be like dejected of should i launch no yeah and then well, like i mean he, then he's you're trapped with all... the other characters and then yeah. all of a sudden bam like it's no it's the forgotten character like yeah no yeah. i mean it, there's a reason why you get excited when han solo oh, defeats darth vader <laughs> at the end of the original star wars there's a reason why you get excited <laughs> when the t-rex a, yeah it's a, <laughs> when the t-rex attacks the raptors at the end of uh jurassic park and it's just like you took this awesome character and you benched him for like like a good half hour and now they're back you know so oh it's so good i love it yeah no like Like, i i can't say that any of this is you know all that realistic uh but like oh yeah no i mean like there's so much ridiculous like the insubordination from maverick alone would just get him court-martialed and kicked out of the military so yeah i mean like in both movies um speaking of both movies i will say like the action i think 
worked better in this, and that's really mostly just because it's newer and they have newer technology now. But yeah. like the Again, the emotional beats, I think, actually practical. worked better in the first one. Like, like the like, well, you care about Goose way more than you care about any of the new characters in this. Yeah, I yes. think, and I I think of any of the new characters, I think that um, Rooster is like reasonably well done with the emotional parts of it yeah. like i actually was given a shit about that kid but like well yeah. you give a shit about it's weird because you don't you give a shit about him not because of miles teller's performance but more because of tom cruise's performance like it's just like kind of the way that he talks about how much he wants to protect him makes you care about him way more yeah. than anything because like most of the time the kid's just like it seems like this ungrateful piece of shit. Like well, that's that's what kids yeah. are, dude. Yeah. I mean, how old is he supposed to be? Like he's in his like late twenties, something so, like that. No, yeah, he's they, still a kid. No, basically. they should be early twenties. Well, no, but no, he, he got his back. application delayed for four years. Oh, so four yeah, years. and so, if yeah, he's had time, 20s. well, no, he may not be. He could be mid twenties still, technically, yeah. but he's definitely not early twenties. Yeah, he should be. He should be older than the rest of them, which also should be a point of tension because it's just like what the fuck dude why are you here like doesn't so. play. yeah because like it, it, he's clearly one of their peers during the obligatory great balls of fire like him yeah. playing great balls of fire scene yeah which you like, know there's, there's a lot of good nostalgia in it it just oh, doesn't yeah. always yeah. work the, the, sound, the soundtrack is hilarious because it's just like you, we know you love this song for the first one we're bringing it back just cause so, oh yeah i mean not only bringing it back but bringing it back better produced instead of yes. like super cheap midi I, I was saying this to M is like man the soundtrack of like the original one is just so awkwardly like midi controller and it's it hasn't aged really well. Yeah, like, but it's still kind of awesome for you know. Well, like, I mean, that is I love that because they were bullshit. using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were, it's probably because of what the sound channels were that they thought that they had access to um, when yeah when the original was made. Because I mean, it's weird because it's just like the really high quality recordings of these songs exist, but that's not what you can put on a film reel necessarily. Um, so. Especially yeah. time. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't realize that. All right. Because uh, Top Gun is PG. So mm-hmm. Top Gun came out like, or 86? was at least rated in 86, but it came out yeah. pre PG 13. Yeah. Oh, before. okay. Yeah. Well, that's back when oh, PG I forgot meant that didn't PG exist. Yeah. instead of PG 13 meaning PG. So, I mean. Yeah. It's just like the ratings have just shifted. Like it's just bullshit now. Like G it's doesn't... all bullshit. Yeah. Does G even still exist? Well, yeah. G G exists. G is like there are like all of like four movies a year aimed yeah. at really young children that come out each year that are like G rated. Like yeah. I'm sure like the latest Minions movie was probably G rated. Well, like... I'm sure if you factor in all like the stupid shit that a lot of Christian churches produce. Yeah, but their live action stuff is still going to be PG because they're going to because they're going to have to show the character like as a sinner drinking like half a beer or something in one scene. So. Yeah, taking a puff of a cigarette, <laughs> taking <Yep>. a <laughs> taking a toke of the devil's lettuce. Mm-hmm, as I oh, enjoy man. the devil's lettuce. Yeah, I I, I want to make like a uh, 
like G-rated or PG-rated fucking Christian horror short of the devils of humanity. Sounds fun. All right. Yeah. Nobody steal that. TMCR. Uh, Oh, so just since we were looking stuff up, I want to throw out a fun fact here. So they explicitly do not say who they're fighting, even though I was like, this looks most like Russia to me. Also, the only people who use the jets that they were fighting against are the Russian armed forces. The only people who fly them at this point. Well, I mean, they're made by Sukhoi. Yeah, but I mean, like they said, they they kind of imply. Sure, like, could they sell them to North to North Korea? They could. I mean, you know, could communist, North, be, could, communist could North, buddies. Yeah, could North Korea obtain them some other ways? Uh, then the other question is, it's not like, like, it, they're not even necessarily fighting uh, a government. They could be fighting like. A splinter uh, cell is what a it's splinter to be faction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because they're gonna have the money for like multi-million dollar jets. That's how that works. I mean, I mean, again, the, the, the CIA involving themselves in South America in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a reason why <laughs> Taliban has weapons. Yeah, um, yeah. Except they're all ours, not fucking. You know, they're not getting like Russian shit. Mostly, they're getting our stuff. Yeah, but I mean, Russia does the same thing with, yeah. (laughs) Like, Russia does the same thing with separatist (laughs) groups. China's actually really bad about doing the same thing with separatist groups. Yeah. Oh my God, um, I'm so surprised. (laughs) So. Like, quietly slides automatic rifle across the table. That's also what I kind of love about their villain in this, is that it's everyone and no one. Yeah, like like yeah. there is no specific villain. They, no, you very you very like easily can the Ruskies. Yeah, you like can very easily project whoever comes at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. like they're the bad guy. They're not part of NATO, and therefore they're evil. So we're going to be typical Americans and strike first rather than wait for or further provocation. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's because we can't let like, them have nukes. Man, yeah. Americans really again, love jerking ourselves off, nukes, don't we? No, no like, I mean, in, in really, it, like, I was... have nukes. It is, yeah. They are a splinter cell of some regime. Yeah. Like, specifically yeah. a regime, whether it's, yeah. like, a splinter cell of North Korea or China or Russia. It is somebody who is operating without the approval of the officially recognized government yes. which is always an interesting term yes. to use because <laughs> the officially recognized government is not always the government that is recognized in yes. that area <laughs> oh yeah so, <laughs> um, putin but, slides jet across table yeah yeah um, <laughs> but it's also just a situation of like uh, our history of how we deal with people that ha- with with our enemies that have have disarmed themselves uh, nuclearly. It's like, yeah, I understand why North Korea wants to hang on to their nukes because, uh, yeah, Kim Jong Un does not want to be the next Saddam Hussein. Like the whole reason Saddam Hussein happened to him is because he got rid of his nukes. Like you know, so that's all right, that's, boys. Now we can go in. So yeah, yeah. Um, can't we anyway. all just like be Earthikins finally? Like, no, we need, no, we need together. to be deta- We need to be attacked by Doctor Manhattan for that to happen. 
Um, basically or rather no no we need to be attacked by ozymandias we pretending to be either an alien manhattan or or, space squids or space squids yeah depending on which which uh version you're observing like the one change that they made that was good in watchman was making it dr manhattan instead of aliens but otherwise God, does the Zack Snyder version suck? <laughs> um, well, I for one bre- will welcome our new uh, squid overlords. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping you were going to go ant. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess I guess we should talk more about Jennifer Codley in this because it's just it's interesting how they create. Yeah, she's this a really character. lifelike looking prop. <laughs> uh, yeah at least she's age appropriate like that's she the one good thing that i will say about well, she's that not it's like quite i mean like she's it's like implied... a decade younger than him that's but like fine at also their ages. She, that's fine. she owns like a like 66 porsche no she... that's it's too it's newer than that but it's it's uh, newer than that so like yeah, 78 it's like it's definitely a classic like it's, it's one no, I mean, of it's... like the classic year Porsches. She she owns a racing boat, which is where I'm guessing she got most of her money from. Is like racing sailboat. Um, she also well, owns I mean, a bar, a navy bar. <laughs> I mean, no, it's I, it's implied I, that she that that you know she and Maverick had a relationship in the past. So uh, like dated, that's where she stops seeing. That's where she stops being age appropriate. <laughs> that's that's kind of the problem because, like, I you know, how old was Maverick in Top Gun? Um, and if they had a past relationship when he was in top, the original Top Gun, she's way too young. Yeah, um, that's a fair point. Uh, but but yeah. yeah, I don't I don't I know when that was supposed to have taken place. But like, also, she was married at some point. I and, yeah. and that's what I meant by TJ. TJ, that's what I meant by wealthy ex husband. Is I'm no, I think the ex husband is wealthy. Wealthy, wealthy like, like apparently her character is referenced in the original Top Gun. Uh, like it's ref because she is specifically one of the characters in top guns in the original top guns daughter who is referenced um i'm wondering if it's even referenced that she had a relationship with maverick um that's which actually make her way grosser older. um you know but it's generally a situation of like she probably inherited a significant military pension from her father uh like, yeah but also you know i'm depending on how old she was supposed to be in the first one it's like okay so either she could be older or he could he could be a groomer who knows yeah i mean i'm assuming that you know her character was supposed to be like you know would have been in a, a age appropriate for tom cruise's character at that time so she's playing someone who's supposed to be closer to tom cruise's age than she actually is in real life which uh, except for the fact that her kid is uh, maybe middle school age, so she's definitely yeah older than middle school. Really? Yeah, no, she's supposed to be like like sixteen or something. To sixteen, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's also is it laid out specifically if that's her kid or or if it's like her ex husband's kid and could be her stepkid? No, it's it it's, it's, it's kind of it's it, her it's kid. her daughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's super weird. So, I'm looking through like the cast of um, of the original Top Gun, I'm not seeing. So yeah, she could be in the fifties. Benjamin. Yeah, oh, but Benjamin, but Benjamin would be her would married have been name. The married name, not yep. right. Yep. Damn it. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> Wait a minute, man. Ugh, damn you, Wikipedia. You're so unhelpful sometimes. Yeah, pretty... well, I mean, Wikipedia, like the note next to her says, Penny Benjamin's name was given in the previous movie by Goose to identify the Admiral's daughter mentioned by the Air Group Commander, Commander or Tom Stinger Jardian. And later, Carol Bradshaw, Goose's wife, mentioned Penny Benjamin by name. So I guess she's okay. Stinger's daughter from the original. I don't know. I I didn't rewatch the original. I haven't seen the original. I did forever. rewatch the original, but I hadn't seen like I hadn't seen Maverick yet, so that doesn't help me. Yeah, because I, I I had I had to rewatch the original so I could actually connect the emotional beats. Because I think the last time I saw it, I was under the age of ten. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't seen the. I don't think I've seen the original in like close to twenty years, but like I, I was fine. I wasn't that lost. I, so for me, yeah, it was over thirty for me, and it was like I, I don't know. I just remembered like action parts and stuff, not like any of the emotional crap because it was like, ew, gross, people kissing. Yeah. Oh, hey, fun fact. Um, Stinger is the guy that he buzzes twice and spills coffee on himself. Oh, awesome. That stinger. <laughs> so he ends up <laughs> hooking up with his daughter, I guess. Weird. I um, need to spill your coffee and now I'm going to uh do 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 dirty things to your daughter. Wait, I don't know where I was going. Also, with that. Uh, another fun fact. My uncle Chris served on the USS Enterprise, which is what stinger in this movie commands. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until he got booted. Oh. Uh anyway. anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's a weird it's a weird subplot that's probably the least interesting. It's also just sort of like I, I feel like kind of random, kind of needless. This, this movie this movie has some like I you know, he establishes that there's gonna be like I he's choosing the best six out of like the 12 candidates and it's just like uh it's pretty clear which candidates are making the cut and which are not <laughs> um like the yeah. only real question is like where does hangman fit in because like there's there's kind of like well i mean i guess it's just Clearly like you need to leave him behind so that he yeah. can suddenly show up and save the day <laughs> well you know it's like you know I, I like I don't know. It kind of I'm like he's like, a good pilot, I, but he's not a good team member. I mean, like I'm thinking you know? of like you know uh -huh. Bender voice. Like, well, instead I'm going to send me Maverick because <laughs> he wasn't originally supposed to fly the mission. And then they were like, well, yeah. I guess you need to fly the mission because you kind of proven you can do it. And then he was the like, movie, well, two thirds then it's the way like through the movie he does the thing that they need to do to prove to them that it can be done. So then he gets assigned to the mission and has to do what he said he wasn't going to do to Jennifer Conley and leave again and potentially die. Yeah. yeah. And then they still end up together in the end until he uh, gets a new shiny toy when the Navy is like, hey man, can you uh, help us with this? He's going to be like, all right, bye. We're manning a mission to Mars and we need one and only Tom Cruise. Tom, will you help us out on our mission to Mars? Oh, but I told Jennifer Conley I would never leave again. You know what? Fuck that. 
I got the need, the need for speed. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing is, is now we're just going to have um, a bunch of like nostalgic sequels of Tom Cruise's past roles. Um, we're going to have a sequel to Risky Business and a sequel to Cocktail. And <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, I really oh, want God. a sequel to Cocktail that's like <laughs> super true to life. So he's just sort of like the, the movie. A broken alcoholic. And, like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a broken like, alcoholic. Like following a, a broken alcoholic. A series of failed relationships. <laughs> like that is my sequel to Cocktail. Yeah, nice. I you like it. Your first TMCR. <laughs> but I don't yeah. know. I mean, There's I don't know. A lot what... of stuff that I liked about this movie. Like yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I have. It's likable. It, it pulls on oh, like it, it pulls it's on just... most of the nostalgia really well. It does. And it's honestly like much like the first one, it's really not like, okay, so I I get the impression that in both movies, like you have all of the emotional beats to like help you care about stuff uh, and like, you know, give women something to watch, I guess. Like, you know, well, from from the perspective of, you know, old boomer filmmakers, give women something to watch. Oh, that's Um, why the love story's there for sure. Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, (laughs) you like, it's also like something so that, you know, it's not just balls to the wall action because that would be really expensive, especially for the the first one. So like, you know, it, it, but either way, like, yeah, that's, that's most of it. It's like, it's, it's just, it's, not meant to be wildly realistic it's basically just like look how sick this looks yeah it's like (laughs) yeah dudes being bros like they just you know it it looks and and honestly it works really well it's sick it's sick as hell tom cruise and val kilmer scene so fun because it's just like oh look at those bros still being bros oh i love how bro-y they are (laughs) and they bro it out yeah, and that's why you have all those scenes of the bar of the of of the kids being bros with each other. Yeah, it's all about yeah. being bros. It's all well, about being then, bros, like, but, but uh, also sick action. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah, the sweet. Like, you wanted a team. There's a team. I mean, it's growing. Yeah, like it, you know, as as, as well, absurd it, as that scene comes across, I mean, I feel like part of it. I'm guessing that I part mean, the of whole it thing was is absurd, but it, 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 the whole it, thing it, is absurd. But like they, it's an I, even I, keel. I get the oh. I get the psychological logic behind you know, like here, let's play a fucking game where nobody's like a, really against each other because it. Well, there is some kind of and defending. Yes, like football. It's a neat idea, yeah. but they also needed a throwback scene to the beach volleyball scene. That yeah, well, they need they needed more of that homoerotic subtext that exists in the first one. That's that's the one piece of nostalgia that's kind of missing here. But I'm I I mean I mean I'm there's a, a there, there's a teeny there's a bit little... of that in the scene between um you know Iceman and Maverick. A little bit, like that's bit. the closest yet. Yeah, that's kind of the closest you get. Yeah, not all trauma bonds evolve into sexual sexual things. <laughs> Don't I know it? Um, anyway, oh, <laughs> Dan just played himself. Bump, bump, Damn it, Dan! If you really need a handy, I will throw myself. Uh, please, don't, that. please don't. Please uh, don't. Anyway, nope. uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't. Know, I mean, it's it's just 
generally speaking, the tone's pretty consistent. It keeps you engaged throughout. Um, and again, you know, the editing and the sound design really do it for me in this. Like, yeah, I like I am visually engaged because of how it cuts around. I love that the majority of this is like fucking practically done there is like there's some there's definitely some there's green some green there's stuff. there's some significant cgi in yeah. this, but yeah I mean, but it a works, lot of the exteriors works well. you know but yeah. like a lot of the interiors of getting reactions of actors i thought was really great that they actually did mm-hmm. uh practically but it's also sort of fucked up i don't know then again maybe that's how we can like spend less as taxpayers on our military is imploring our military for bullshit like this. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like it's, it's weird, such a weird, like, <sighs> like the ethics of military recruitment are a weird thing to talk about. Um, yes. So it's funny like, that they, you know, it's also funny that, you know, they're, they're trying everything they can at this point, you know, that they've lowered standards, like, cause you have to, take oh, yeah. a ri- yes. you have to take a written and a physical exam uh to get into the military and like they basically have a thing now where like if you do if you pass one and fail the other they give you like six months to to pass to pass the up the one that you failed yeah i mean you know fucking desperate well i mean ultimately though oh the big thing that's that's interesting about this is that like they're not just recruiting people on how cool this is but it's also about the the growing out bonds that we were talking about like right yeah well, yeah, like it's they, specifically they even specifically targeting people from broken homes looking for families into the military is something that we do a lot, which is why I say the ethics of military recruitment are questionable. But yes, um, but like they, they even specifically say it in this movie: we may not have the best technology, but you will find family here. Right. Like, like that is sort of the meaning of this movie. Yeah. And yeah, I would argue that we suck. do have some pretty solid fucking technology that would go up, go up against those Sukhois, but we can't use it because of like the mission that they're flying or whatever. I don't know. I mean, bullshit. we have some interest. Like, it's interesting where what's happening with our military because basically we've kind of just let like big wouldn't F business like be I, like I bid on on projects that they have no right to build give them way too much money to build things that are obsolete and there are some serious deficiencies with our military like right yeah we now. waste money oh, think, left and right yeah we wasted it, a lot of money on on uh, specifically fighter jets that are not as, usable that are not usable yeah. um but like mm-hmm. like it's in it's other things too like we have we have the same problem in all facets of our military we have of you know vehicles for the army that aren't really usable we have boats tanks for the Navy that aren't specifically really usable. yeah <laughs> i mean our tanks are better than russia's tanks but like they're yeah, well, we, well we well yeah. we have some really good tanks and then we have some really shit tanks yeah and then you know and then the other thing that we're really getting killed on is our missiles like our missiles are not really anywhere near a lot of our enemies um because like our yeah, targeting like- systems are good um but like like our the speed of our missiles does not match what a lot of our uh i mean i shouldn't really call them enemies but like non-friendlies are capable yeah rivals are are capable of of reaching so that's 
a cause for concern, but ultimately um, it's just like if we could demilitarize the world, that'd be great. But see, that's, no, that would that's be great. The answer. But that yeah, but it's just like our 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 attitude towards demilitarizing the world is like destroy everyone else's military so we're the only one it's like no that's not what we're no. saying <laughs> yeah humans be humaning man like that's yeah. the, that's that's the problem we've been like this since we've existed um yeah, yeah. but like uh as far as our like uh, you know i would argue that perhaps our hyper capitalism has actually uh hurt us in long-term development because yep. it means that we uh do not have nope. the uh teamwork necessary and to well we don't uh, have we really don't have the competition of we don't also don't have the competition in terms of uh developers because we allow them to buy out their competition before we have a, a real competitive market where the best ideas can succeed so right i definitely it like yeah military contractors have been whittled down over the years like yep. you know they basically it's like, you know, you have what, maybe two at this point at most who who really develop any of this shit. Like, yeah, right. if they have no competition, they have no incentive to like do a lot better. Right. But again, like you also have like everybody's competing over money and like doesn't really care what the fuck they're actually doing. They they also are more interested in undercutting people that are they view as, you know, rivals for said money. So the it's like it's uh, I don't know I think that we've kind of it's we kind of need to change our approach here like that's the other thing is you know I I've never really agreed with the policy like uh, so I understand the military spends a shitload of money on stuff it doesn't need to and like just sits and gathers dust because much like other things it's like if you don't use your full budget they then you know next year it gets cut and like i've never agreed with that for companies because again it incentivizes wasteful spending for no other yeah. reason than to make sure that you continue to get that same amount of money year after year but like it's so much worse when we do it with the military because it's so well much it's a weird money. situation though because i mean and then it goes to fucking this, cops this, which does not problem. help anything either we're in this problem though now that like ukraine is using ammunition faster than we're sure we can supply it to them well so, that's like, partially because is, we've given like, them all of our old shit not a, not yeah. our not our current current technology yeah but i mean it is just sort of like like we have this like stockpile set set away in case things do go badly and it's not necessarily actually enough if it does so yep all right well um yeah, Since we continue we've been to talk about the inadequacies. Military yeah. chat. Hey, it was still military, relevant. It is relevant. Should, and I mean, like, that's the thing. We're, we're discussing a piece of military propaganda. Yeah, we should yeah. poke holes in yeah. the military propaganda aspects of this because. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think we I'm, need I'm a balanced view of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I think that, we should have a balanced view of military recruitment, and this is definitely tilts a very significant direction we yeah. have to reevaluate our military spending as well also yeah. um what you were saying earlier is you know we don't have the ability to have these ibcms and it's like man we we do we just don't show we have up, ICBMs. Like, swing our dick at the world which is yeah. what like other countries are currently trying to do to be like yeah, I don't, know. don't fuck with us. Like, I think that we are far more capable. Like, 
just given the stupid amount, I know how much money is just like pulled out from the top by money grubbers, but like given the stupid amount of fucking money that we spend on our military, if we do not have like, uh, although then again, you might be right because if we had an iron dome, people would probably notice the installation of those systems. Yeah. There's like, I basically, we know, oh, we, know that, we know that stored in the ground. Yeah. We, we know basically the fact that we haven't had like, there's no way to conduct the necessary missile tests to uh, to prove that we have this without out you know proving Tipping that we our have hand this. to the world like yeah. yeah so I mean like that's kind of how we know that oh some of the limitations are our missiles um, because frankly you need to do those tests like it's it's like like as much as like all of North Korea's tests are kind of annoying um, uh, like they need to do them because they need to make sure their shit actually works like they want to do them to simultaneously like threaten people but like mostly they're doing it to actually test their capabilities yeah. like it's not primarily as as a threat though they like the secondary notion of it which is why they're testing a little bit more than they should but they're also testing a little bit more than they should because their technology kind of sucks so it's a double-edged situation. Yeah. I mean... Like, they conducted, like, 30, eight, 30, like, I, I tests, and, like, three of them have been successful. Like, you know, it's like, but those three that were successful, it's like, oh, we should be aware of that, so. Whereas it's like, you know, most of the time, I think every time the U.S., Russia, or China conducts one of their military tests. It's almost always successful, but it's usually on a much smaller scale than the bullshit North Korea does. So, Right. Yeah, because mostly North Korea is trying to fire over Japan. Yep. Being like, we're coming for you, Japan. Yep. If we miss, oops. Like, and that's the real thing of like, oh, maybe don't do it. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, on that happy note, we're like an hour in. Should we get into verdicts? (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, Do either of you have a preference on which one goes first? I don't care. I don't care. I'll go. Dan. Uh, Oh. Well. Oh, well, all right. I just volunteered. Then then Emily, go for it. Uh, Okay. Um, I don't know. Like, again, do the, like, plot and you know emotional beats of this movie work perfectly no is the action beautiful enough that it doesn't matter yes see it yeah i mean like it's fun it's it it, like it it is it's exciting to watch it's pretty to watch uh you know by and large i enjoy the direction and stuff and yeah like it's just it's fun fuck it yeah, no, I mean, it's I think it's a pretty clear see it. I mean, I think that at it's a the tone of it is is consistent. Um, the plotting's it consistent. Like there's really nothing that you can really poke holes in. And and one of the things is it has it has some really like great moments. I think the action in like most of the entire ending of the film is really fun. The Val Kilmer cameo is a lot of fun. Um, and like like one of the things that's really the most impressive about the whole thing is, is just like, 
you mentioned making a sequel to Top Gun and that just seems like such a preposterous idea. And then you have <laughs> something that's like generally pretty quality and it's just kind of shocking to pull that off. It's, it's, you know, Oh, I, I mean, to, to an extent, I don't think it's quite as impressive as what the MCU has managed, especially in light of how all the other film franchises, like attempts to build these film <laughs> franchises have failed miserably but like the fact that like like at least through phase three marvel kind of was able to pull things together and get their these big films that worked like that was I really feel like everybody forgets about how fucking fucked phase two was but yeah but nothing yeah. significant happens in phase two like that's the whole thing is it's just like phase two is a bunch of like introducing a bunch of characters that become significant in phase three like phase three is pretty flawless phase one caps really well with the first avengers movie um mm -hmm. and then phase two it's eh, it's kind of awkward you've got winter soldier yeah it's character reintroductions and uh like obligatory sequels um is kind of the situation but i don't know i phase two is is gives me hope that maybe phase four and phase five don't end in total disaster though that wasn't great <laughs> yeah yeah emily right, TJ. see, see ant-man so that you we can we can talk about that at some point Ant-Man's good people are I know. shitting yeah. on it but it's not that yeah. bad but like emily still needs to see it yes yeah. i do yeah um you know what yeah this is a unanimous see it like I honestly think this is better than the original movie. Um, I have a lot of fun watching it. it it's it's a solid flick. Um, I've got minor complaints when it comes to certain things in it, but like nothing major. Uh, I wish that Meg Ryan had been willing to come back, but I'm guessing that's why they fridged her. Probably. Yeah, yeah it was that she wasn't. Yeah, I would say uh, we, uh, as a show, give this a hundred boomer boner salute. Okay. Ew. Ew. I, I didn't I didn't want to think about having a lemon party. Thanks, Sam. I mean, that's what this movie was all about, man. Well, boomer and also boners. to try and recruit younger generations of like, hey, this is a movie that my dad loved, and I can love this movie too. And maybe it'll make me want to go into the military, because that's really what it's trying to too yeah but still um we are not sponsored by the military we are not sponsored by the navy uh what, what's what's that line from the simpsons uh, i don't know it's join the navy backwards so listen to join the navy play that backwards that's oh. this episode Oh yeah, no, I I vaguely remember that joke. But They're in a boy like... band. Yeah, mm. it's like mid aughts. Yeah, Early I don't know. He was really like just that. trying to cash in on the claim that you know you play what you play something backwards, and it has like a invocation to like a Satanist cult or something like that. Yeah, but, sure, whatever. If you listen to anybody speaking backwards, it's going to sound like yeah. All you all you need to know. In other is, words, it sounds like TJ forwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, unless you're fellow Lovecraftian beings, then you hear me in English. Oh, that would okay. explain that. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, you drink. Well, no, I was going to make a joke, but Emily still hasn't seen Ant-Man. So. Oh. Wow. Drink the ooze. Drink the, the ooze. ooze. Drink the ooze. Drink the ooze. <laughs> You'll get that in the future. <laughs> future me will be laughing so hard. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Dan, you're showing yellow for me, which is weird, but I can still hear you, so I know it's still recording. You just might need to back out and back go come back in like yeah. last time. But hey. Pitch your thing. Oh, yeah. No, you can check out my webcomic at withfetus.com. Cool. <laughs> Emily, pitch our other thing. TJ and I have another podcast. It is called New England Beer Reviews. It's just the two of us, and we talk about beer and, like, other stuff sometimes. And, you know, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> ah, I'm dying here. All right, we've been Cedar Screw It. My name is TJ Davis alongside Dan Murphy and Emily Schick. You can check us out on Facebook and Twitter as long as that still exists. You can give us money at patreon.com backslash SIOSI. Hey, while we're speaking of the initials of our show, SIOSI, you can also check us out at, well, you can check me out as long as I remember to fucking update at letterbox.com backslash SIOSI. Check it out. I watch some stuff. Um, fucking anybody have a final word tonight? Danger zone. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.